I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. And that soulful, melodic tune must mean one thing, Joe Holbert. It must mean that the chubby chief himself, the distraction, resident distraction, he's here finally on Wrestling Daily. I've, I've been chasing you down, brother. You have. I'm already out of my comfort zone, Alex. That, that <laughs> intro. Folks, listen, I don't want to pull back the curtain a minute into this thing, but it's like we're off. And all of a sudden, I'm like in an elevator. Like there's music playing. I don't know, what, I don't know where we start. I don't know what I'm doing here. But yes, I'm here. You've been chasing me. I had to make my booking, right? To fulfill my booking. I'm, I'm here after all. And I'm here. We're playing to in wrestling. Alex, is that what you're saying we're doing today? I'm okay with that. Let's just make sure. We're just going to shoot shit. Yeah, there's, there's going to be uh, wrestling news we're going to, you know, break into and make light of it or or confirm whatever we think. And there's a lot of different stuff going on at the moment. Some I'm not happy about, I'm not going to lie. Um, but I'm sure we will touch on that. Uh, and then everyone, as is the way with Friday Night Insight, here on Wrestling Daily, when we have the special co-host, it's open for the chat to get to know Joe Holbert. Uh, get your ultra chats in wrestletalk.com forward slash wrestling daily. The mods will give us the goods. Whatever you donate is fine. We will read it out on the show. Whatever you like, hot takes, questions, um, within reason. On the show, that's fine. And I will open up the free live chat, of course, towards the end of the show so we can get to know Joseph just that little bit better. Um, Joe, you've retired more times than <laughs> Chainsaw Bloody Charlie. What's going on, mate? I think I'm still retired, Alex. I don't know. You can decide for me if you'd like. So, you fittingly, you mentioned Chainsaw Charlie. I'm going to do a plug immediately, Alex. So I'm going to do. I actually just recently left retirement to do a Fightful magazine feature about Terry Funk and Ric Flair, which is like Did the whole you? way. Lit. You can't leave no. retirement better than that, right? No. But I am, you know, I don't really write anymore. As you mentioned, I do a distraction, another plug. Um, you know, I, I'm Macy, I'm a personality now, we call it, I think. Is that we got a per- podcast personality with no credibility whatsoever is probably my title. <laughs> I think I said yesterday, you are a benevolent Yes. Benevolent wrestling connoisseur is what yes. Joe Holbert is. You know, he drinks it all in. He likes Eddie Kingston. He likes yes. his graps. That that is Joe Holbert in a nutshell, right? That's me. You know, I did watch your little like kind of plug for me, and it was very grand initially, right? It was like, we, you know, we got Joe. Here he comes, and then he sort of picked it down. And it was like, I don't think he's a wrestling. He's sort of in. He's in the game. He's he's a guy. <laughs> he's British. He's definitely British. He's like, yeah. okay, I, I couldn't disagree with you, Alex. I was like, I was sitting there going, yes, all of these Every- things are true. Everything was factual. There's no yeah. doubt about that. Um, yeah, I was like, I don't know. Cause I, I just it wasn't that I didn't want to call you wrestling journalist. I thought he he actually won't like that. So um, but I do want to say on this note, for anyone who is gonna go back in and look at Joe's work, which I hope you do, he's a and he won't say this, but he's a very, very good features writer. And for some obscure reason, you're checking them at the door, Joseph. I, I'm not sure I like this. We've lost you, I've lost Molly recently. What's oh. going on? You can't put me on Molly scale because, like, in four years, I turned out less good articles than Molly did in a month. So we put she's special category, like that's different. But I don't know, you know, when you're doing so many hours of audio, Alex, as you know, you're a professional, right? Just like mm. you're a professional, and uh, it's just what's there left to write about? As you said, I like Eddie Kingston. There's only so many ways I can phrase that before the audience <laughs> begins to tire. You know, the, on the fifteenth article of the Eddie Kingston love, they kind of go, "We get it." Is anyone else? Just said no, it's not. They said retire, and I was out of the game. That was it. 
Can you give us a brief kind of history of how you got into the game per se? Um, because I think it's cool that you've landed with Fightful, but I have to believe there is a history behind this. It's actually more unique than I realised until like recently, you know? So I was writing in like 2016, the summer of, I started writing boxing MMA stuff, Ooh. which is what I wanted to write about, you know? Um, and then that led me to Fightful. And I remember Sean Rousseau had a big thread about like, if you want an opportunity, go and grab it, right? No one's coming out, get you, you got to go and take it. So I just sent a DM and I think Sean completely ignored it. And then he did another one of those threads and I'd sent him another one, another DM and that's how he did not ignore it. And I was on for MMA and boxing under the kind of idea that, like I said to him, I could do some wrestling, okay? That was January 2017 and like a couple breaks along the way because as you said, I retire uh, bi-monthly. Um, I've been doing features. I mean, I did them for like four years, pretty consistently too. Like my output was very, was very high. Um, you know, this better than I know. It's like features are, you know, they're kind of niche, right? It's, it's not like a thing that's going to blow up and go, go crazy, but mm. we had some hits along the way. We made some nice tracks, you know, we did some good stuff. So I'm proud of what I did, but like now it's what I've become now, Alex, I don't know. You know, it's this buffoon sitting in front of you that sort of just rambles about stuff on audio, which is different, but I do, I am proud of the writing stuff. It was fun. Have, have you left um, boxing and MA? Is that is that kind of like a dream that's passed you by, or? Yeah, I think so. You know, it's going to sound ridiculous because here I am doing wrestling media, which is like, does it get any worse? But <laughs> you know, I poked my head into those games, and they're not particularly comforting. You know, not very welcoming. So I don't know. I, I think what I like about talking about wrestling is, is I like the element of you can never be truly wrong in this scene, right? Yes. So like, you can say the most ridiculous thing. But with enough skill and wit, you can kind of manoeuvre your way. I mean, if you go with Joshua over Fury and Fury wins in four rounds, it's over. There's no more, Alex. It's finished. <laughs> it's finished. I'd like the enriching. I can never be fully wrong. I can always sort of just put circumstantial evidence along the way. It's nice. It's more nuanced to me. But I, I love all three. They're all great. I mean, wrestling is subjective and uh, open into interpretation in pretty much every form. So you can definitely make an argument of how something appeals to you. And if someone goes, well, no, like the, the criteria for literally everything in wrestling is in like the eye of the beholder. So th there's never a, a there's not a finite ending to pretty much anything uh, other than the fact that The Rock is great. But other than that, I think, uh, you know, it sounds like, Joseph, I am basically what you envisaged. <laughs> I cover... I am Joe Holbert. I am the, the, the <laughs> I am the embryo, the yeah. embryo of what Joe Holbert wanted to be. Just because uh, that's literally the three things I cover for Talksport: is MMA, boxing, and wrestling. Mm -hmm. That's very cool. I mean, I don't, I don't know you show off about it, but I appreciate it. Listen, I'm saying the path is there, Joseph. The, the path See, can't be walked. That's what you think you said, but I didn't. I didn't take it out. <laughs> I took it as like I took it as the path has been removed from in front of me. Now it's gone. It's and mine. It's it's mine, yeah. That's fine, that's fine. One day we should switch. There was one time, folks, where Alex, he tweeted, like, you know, follow Joe Olbert and whatever. And I couldn't believe it. I knew you were over, but good Lord. you got a lot of people on the Twitter, Alex. It's a, it's a game changer. I'm hoping you're going to help me out a little bit. I mean, you are me, as you just said. You know, you could just you share some of that following to your other half. If you ask me. That's just me. You know, we'll see. I, I try and pay it forward, my friend, to, to those deserving. Because uh, I, do, you know what? I do think there are a lot of good people Um in, in this space, but not only that, there's something about you being British and kind of forging your way in American outlets that is kind of, I don't know if charming is the right word to me, but I admire it. Do you know what I mean? Like you haven't, yeah. uh, you haven't, there's, in, in the UK, right? There are only so many ways you can actually mm -hmm. do it, right? And like, it, if anything, my career kind of happened by accident. And I mean that in the, the truest form because I wasn't a wrestling writer to begin with. I was like a failed footballer you know I played semi-pro but not good enough to do it and I thought hmm well I'd really like to write about sport if I'm not good enough to actually play it uh, and then so football was going to be my lane and then somehow along the way I was like oh well, I like US sports and that was like an emerging market and then somehow now like I'm just the wrestling guy so when so when I go to like UFC events like I was at Fight Island for McGregor like apart from Robbie Fox everyone looks at me like you <laughs> do you know yeah. what I mean and I think oh um maybe I've narrowed my market here i've kind of put myself down a pigeonhole yeah wrestling is very pigeonhole right so it's very you know it's not saying that you kind of put on the sports bracket it's, it's difficult <laughs> and obviously we do as people in the bubble we kind of view it as like the brother to an mma or whatever but people in MMA don't see it that way they're not as generous but um 
I will say, Alex, you're being a little bit generous. I mean, you're kind of, you're painting this picture now that I'm like sort of one of these, uh, like I'm a British journeyman who's travelled the world, you know, I've got my, <laughs> I've got my rounds on my belt, I'm coming home for the world title fight, I'm going, I'm really, in truth, I just posted some features on Fightful, but I really, I do appreciate it, it's very nice. I'm all, I should be here more often, Alex, I should have come on a month ago, it's great. I'm treating you like Doug Williams, the comeback is it's, on. Yeah, um, I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> what what is the goal before we move into news for you, man? Like, are you just kind of like whatever makes you feel like you're having fun, or do you actually want to have a day to day writing gig? Like, I don't know. I'm very fascinated by your interests. Oh, man, I wish I had like a good answer. I, <laughs> I I would love to say that it's you know a full time and, and all that good stuff. But like when I try to do news, I can't stress enough how much respect I have for people to do like the news round. You know, aggregating mm. stories. I just couldn't do that. You know, my my personality is such uh, is it isn't already clear. A little bit out there, you know, a little bit different, creative. But I like to just be able to do stuff at my own kind of um, leisure, and that doesn't always go well with hey, it's you know, eight pm there's a press call and all this. It's just difficult. Like I, I couldn't see myself doing that. So I'm as weird as it sounds, Alex. I'm either going on your path, or I'm going on my own, one or the other. No one else is though. I don't know. It's, it's difficult. I don't know. It's a weird game, right? You know that better than I. It's just yeah. I'm just going as I go, and we'll see where it takes me. Uh, I, I resent this comment. Played semi-pro, but knees halted my injury. I just said I wasn't good enough. And this is what I get. This is blasphemy. Uh, William Regal would call it a besmirchment. Anyway, let's talk about the titular news. That's where we like to kick things off on this show. Uh, and I believe it is with Andrade potentially holding talks with AEW in the near future. Mm. Now, uh, more on AEW and their elite later on in the show. Um, but and uh, from what I understand, it's the Wrestling Observer Newsletter, of course it is, um, talking about Andrade having talks with AEW when he's... Because uh, obviously he's not under the 90-day non-compete clause. So uh, they say he's had some negotiations. There has been talks, and they think that there will be more. Um, we know that Selena Vega, thanks to Sean Rossap, is apparently WWE bound again. So that union is no more. Andrade has made... Uh, I, mean, I mean, I'm a huge Andrade fan, Joe, right? Just just at my core, I think the guy is extremely mm-hmm. talented inside the ropes. Didn't love the Alberto Del Rio call where, as his first move. Can't <laughs> say I loved it. Um, but, you know, when you look at AEW, I mean, this is a broad question for you to take in any direction you like in terms of where you see Andrade. And we've just seen Miro now have to bide his time to mm-hmm. really get his moment in that company because Tony Khan seems like he's got so many storylines mapped out in motion. If you are going to come in as Miro, as is evidence, as he could attest, you're going to have to bide some time, it would seem. Do you think that'd be the case for Njade? It's really difficult because I do think there is a real kind of lack of understanding and maybe people haven't grasped it yet, how big this AEW roster is. Yeah. You're looking at, we're legitimately like 100 active wrestlers at this point. It's sort of a ridiculous amount. It, it, and when I say ridiculous, not as a criticism, but it's true. It is an absurd amount. And we see it with, you know, 101 groups and everyone's coming out together. I love the show, not knocking it, but it's true. So my instincts are, when anyone says about AEW, it's like, eh, do we really need another guy going there? Mm. However, I'm with you on this Andrade thing. You have to make exceptions, right? There's exceptions to everyone. I think a Samoa Joe comes to mind in that regard. Andrade's just different. And when I look at Double or Nothing, I love Pac, I love Orange Cassidy. When those guys are in your pay-per-view world title match, you can find a place for Andrade, you know? And, and that may sound dismissive, those two. I love them both. Mm-hmm. Like, they may have 100 guys, but Andrade's ceiling is different. And what makes Andrade especially kind of unique, he's not an old guy, right? I mean, Harold is right. 30, 31. Like, this is a guy that if you get him and you treat him well, he's a centerpiece for the company for a, for a decade. So it's a special talent. I think he may have to wait a little bit, perhaps. But if I was them, I'd be not making him wait at all. Just get to it, you know. Yeah, he's thirty-one. I just, uh, I, I just looked up, and that's obviously prime, prime pickings. I mean, it, you just said that any company in the world could essentially make Andrade their number one guy. Um, it's almost like Tony Khan's too nice, right? He gets people on dark, and he's like, "Yeah, fuck it, like you know, let's <laughs> come, on, come aboard. You're great." You know, I don't want to tell you no. Um, you know, it was like it really pained him to release the guys he did in the pandemic, right? They literally couldn't travel to his show. And he was like, about three months in, probably going to have to stop paying these people. <laughs> like, that's probably the way it goes, Tony. Um, 
and it just seems like they amassed all this all this talent. And I know that they showcased them on Dark and Dark Elevation and all that stuff. But you're right. When it comes to the shuffle, if you were to insert Samoa Joe and Miro, I mean, I, I have a feeling Samoa Joe actually might be impact bound, but I would the matches that are in AEW for him kind of hope that I'm wrong. Um but like where where <laughs> seriously, where do you put them in? Because if you look at Kenny Omega and his ascension, okay, he's got Pack and Darby Allen coming up, but then Hangman Page is like bubbling away. Mm-hmm. Right? You have to imagine he isn't that far away from getting back up there. MJF, this whole pinnacle thing really will be about him, I assume, getting him up to that next level. Possibly Wardlow as well. I'm not sure how that will play out, but there's a ton of guys that you can't just put off forever mm. or sacrifice either way, if you look at it from the other side, for some bigger names coming in. So I think if you're Tony Khan, you're thinking to yourself, can I afford to pass up on these people? But at the same time, maybe if I have faith in the hangmans of this world, who I do think would be legitimately massive champion to dethrone Kenny or MJF and the likes. It's a tough one. And and obviously you look at Darby Allen, in fact, right? Like if, if we're going on metrics, a lot of people are saying that he's basically like the biggest draw for one, you know, in AEW, all of his segments mm-hmm. are massive numbers. So, we know Tony Khan likes his stats, Joe. Uh, you might be inclined to think I've already got what I need. It's difficult, you know. Like, and I think one of the things that appeals to me most about AEW is well, I do feel like I can map out that title scene, right? You yeah. mentioned Hangman. I think Hangman's next. I mean, we all agree on that. And I think MJF's next after that, probably early next year. Correct. Pinnacle, you know, building it around them. I'd imagine you're probably going to see them with all the gold at some juncture. So then you're right. It's like inevitably you start. So then you look at the TNT title and it's like, well, we've got 25 guys we'd like to give the TNT title to. So <laughs> tough, tough luck on that front. So it's difficult. I just think how many guys in AEW, Alex, are we saying has a higher ceiling than an Andrade? Because frankly, I think in that promotion with such an in-ring product, I think it's a very small number. Yes. Now, Samoa Joe's different, right? Because he's expensive. And as you said, you know, where do you slot Joe in? He's an older guy. Great professional wrestler, obviously, but it's, it's, Andrade, he's a, he's a future piece as well as he's a present one. So, like, it's, it's tough. I feel like you've got to prioritise him, if nothing else. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Well, while we stick on AEW for now, now, um, first of all, I'm fully of the belief that yes, they, I'm not going to, Go against Papa Dave here, of course. Uh, I, I, I'd be, I'd be shocked if Andrade hadn't held talks with AEW at this point, right? Um, 
I see a rumour, and Louis kind of put this out on Twitter, so I haven't actually extensively looked into it yet, that there might be a bit of dissension in the elite, right? There, there's a lot, there's kind of saying that maybe Cody and the elite are at odds. Now, I need to look into this more, but it kind of, while I do that, it gives me an opportunity to ask Joe about Cody's promo <laughs> because <laughs> that was, <laughs> it was powerfully delivered, Joe, but my word, the content of it was questionable at best. Yes. So I'm not going to say the elite thing is false because frankly, I also watched the show and believe it could very well be true. Uh, <laughs> since the start of AEW, there's been this element of the top guys doing their thing, right? This, you know, like Cody Rhodes just does like early 90s WCW on AEW. The Bucks are over there doing some PWG. You know, Kenny's doing his thing. It's like, man, I don't want to dunk on the promo because like it'll be hypocritical because I'm the guy that loves the Dusty stuff. And let's be honest, Dusty said some. You know, he said some stuff, right, Alex? <laughs> I don't know if it would suit today's... I don't know if Dusty they, would be good in today's they, landscape with Twitter, you know? They, they were words, for sure. They were words, yeah. yeah. So it's like, of course like, of course, Cody would do it. I, you know, I rolled my eyes. But then again, we're clearly not the audience, right? Like, we're not the ones that are going to be sitting there going, yeah, get a go-go, USA, baby. You know, that's not our deal. They're quite the opposite, in fact. He just fired us up and made a go-go want to kill him. But that's a different thing. Um, I don't know. It's... It, there was this element to it that was very funny to me. As soon as he started talking, you could almost feel the whole wrestling sort of community at once just go, oh, no, oh, oh, no. And then, and then he said National Anthem, and we just went, oh, oh, God, no. Oh, it, you know, it's it's wrestling, though, isn't it? I, I can't be too critical because it's just that's the sort of nonsense wrestling's founded on, unfortunately. it's To me, it's low-hanging fruit, and it felt out of place in AEW, but, like, are we surprised, Alex? I'm not surprised, you know. No, I mean, I mean, he delivered it so well that I couldn't yeah. stop listening to what he was saying. <laughs> like he had me for the whole promo, and I was thinking, like, I just, I just kept felt, feeling like I'd missed something, right? Like, did I? Was there like a, a hate crime that I missed that Anthony Gogo and Cody? I just don't know. Uh, when he started getting onto the kit, ah, oh, man, I don't know. Again, delivered it great, but I honestly can't conceptually understand the relevance between Anthony Agoko's um, body shots to Cody Rhodes and, and Union Jack flag to, to what Cody said. So it was very, very puzzling to me, Joseph. Yeah. It, I think there's a conversation to be had. And I apologize, Alex, you've had this on this, on this wonderful show you do here, but you know, it's my first time. So I'm throwing things out there. <laughs> I think there is a conversation to be had about Cody's last six months. We're looking at now since he dropped the TNT title, because sure. You know, we have this conversation about how great the roster is and depth chart. I was never a guy that was like, I don't care about Cody, but everyone else is cool. Alex, I'm starting to become a guy that says, I don't care about Cody, but everyone else is cool. Like, there's a lot of dudes I want to see on Dynamite. And let me tell you, I don't think Cody's bad by any means. I think he's a great promo. You know, delivery-wise, content can be up and down. And I like his work. I like his matches. But it's not been a great six months, right? The Shaq stuff and the q like, It's all just very middling to me. I don't know. What do you think? Yeah. Um, I must say, first of all, Forgotten Wonder Zubek says, you must be an American, Alex. I mean, when was the last America? When, when was that last promo that slapped? <laughs> you know, I, I, I honestly couldn't tell you. It's been decades. Um, so, yeah. Um, I mean, for Cody Rhodes, man. I've, and I felt this at the time that they put themselves in the corner of the whole can't go for the title thing. Now, I, I get the premise, maybe, with... If, if they've got the X amount of people that they want to utilize, we've just been over this right at the top bracket and you're thinking, well, maybe we can use Cody elsewhere and that's a valuable use of him. But, but really, like you said, since the Darby Allen thing where Dar you know Darby overcomes the mountain that was Cody prior to that, what has he done? I, I think the end of the Shaq thing with the match was probably best case scenario. That went as well as it possibly could have gone. Um, since then, he's kind of meandering and I get the QT Marshall stuff and this is leading to Anthony Agogo. And Agogo is 1000 percent like their project. I was I was likening this the other day to somebody coming out of the WWE performance center. Now that's there's not great lineage there. But you know it's like a Baron Corbin, uh people like that who come into it uh, from a sports background and they are just learning to be a wrestler. So we we don't know a bit like Pat McAfee-ish, but he's had more training. We don't know what Anthony Agogo is really capable of. And that's kind of like, you know, the wonder of them meeting at Double or Nothing. Is Cody Rhodes going to pull something great out of Anthony Agogo? Is Cody Rhodes the Adam Cole 
to a Go-Go's McAfee. We don't know yet, right? Or to Seth Rollins to the Dominic Mysterio. These are the things we're going to find out. Um, as far as Cody goes, though, I, I felt, and I could be way off here, at one point, he was not just the hottest baby face in AW, but the hottest baby face yes. maybe in wrestling, right? Like the, the promo he cut, I think, for the go-home, uh, I want to say before the Jericho title match and stuff, yeah. I was just like, wow, Cody is on fire right now. Uh, even the, the cage match with Wardlow and all that stuff, I just remember him I thinking, there's nobody more over than Cody. And then it feels like they almost cut the legs off him with the out-of-the-title picture thing. Alex, you and I both know what happened because you just did it. You just did the timeline, so we'll we'll do it. Listen, folks, it sounds like a joke, but we know the truth, okay? The Wardlow match, amazing moment, all-time AEW moment, heroic Cody, what a, what a hero, a, a champion, a triumph, brilliant. Then the tattoo shows up. <laughs> right, anyway, stick with me. Now, he's done great things as a tattoo, okay? No doubt. I'm, I'm not here to suggest otherwise. <laughs> However, you did notice that your timeline ended at that exact moment, right? Because I noticed. First. Yeah. You see, yeah. Look, yeah. it's not a thing, but it's definitely a thing. Um, I, <laughs> what I think the Bill Cody is, he's a guy who I think is best in simple structures where he can just cut great promos and have great matches. When he starts trying to direct and construct things, like my mind goes back to the match he had with Lance Archer. Uh, double yeah. or nothing a year ago, which feels like two decades, but it was a year. Yeah. And, you know, in the end of that thing, you had like 101 different things. You know, Tyson's there, Jake Roberts, and, and you could tell that Cody had felt the need to lead that dance. He's better off just being a guy that's out there filling it to me. You know, like, you know, you see him work those TNT matches where there wasn't this big nuanced story. It was just competition taking place for a title. That's him at his best. And I think without that, while I don't want him as world champion, I think without like a simple story against someone that he kind of trusts to guide things, I think he gets a little bit in his own way, to be honest with you. I really do. That, this is my take on it. I don't know. Yeah, it's a, it's a funny thing for Cody because I, I, I really enjoyed seeing him thrive like prior to mm. AW, almost proving it wrong, right? He was part of that resurgence that you don't have to be in WWE. And like I said, he had a hot start in AW, but like, I don't know how they're going to get out of this world title thing or how that would even feel if he was kind of back in those positions now. I think there is some work to do. I'm a Cody fan, though. I, I really hope that I really hope that he does kind of work his way back because he feels like far too much of a valuable cog to to just be meandering like he is right now. And they might feel like what he's doing with a go go is important work. I'm sure they do um, mm -hmm. from a booking perspective, but it doesn't feel that way to me. Um, and I I don't know. Like again. I, I I just kind of thought that was maybe one of the biggest stories AW could have pulled off was Cody Rhodes actually being good enough for a world title, right? Because that's that's really the the story of the WWE run. Well, it's not the story, but it's a part of it. He wasn't really considered in that upper echelon, that upper bracket. Remember, they didn't think Cody Rhodes and Dusty Rhodes and Dust Dusty Rhodes, Jesus, and Dustin Rhodes. They didn't think that match was good enough for like a pay per view in WWE. You know, much less right. WrestleMania. And then those two proved, in actual fact, it's a great match. And they, they did it almost as perfectly as they could have done it. Um, yeah, it's hard. Carry on, go, carry on. No, sure, no, 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 I didn't, I didn't really have a point. I was, I was just riffing. I think there's a chance that he sees AEW as his world title. And that may sound terribly romantic and un-British of me, so I apologise. But here's what I'm saying. I think he sees himself as like attraction ambassador for this promotion. You know, I think he sees himself as a guy who does those other projects and brings eyeballs in and all these, and whether it works or not, I listen, I don't know, but I think that's how he sees himself. I feel like to him getting this thing where it's at now is like, that's job done. You know, like he's now going to just enjoy it. He's going to be a part of it. I don't know if he, this may be too generous to him. I don't know, but I don't know if he wants to be like, you know, what Dusty was to Crockett. Does that make sense? I like, don't know if he wants yeah. to be the centerpiece. I think he just likes being, he's there. He's he's kind of a known um, commodity and he's like the, the figurehead almost, but not the top guy in traditional terms. If that makes any sense. Yeah. Yeah. He probably, like, you're probably right. He, his itch is no longer scratched in the sense mm. of, um, you know, acclaim in the ring or whatever. I mean, I'm sure that matters to him having good matches and stuff, but um, from a businessman perspective and those, you know, in interviews I've done with him, it's clearly that is his like pride and joy that he has built something, albeit with, a lot of money and a lot of friends. He has built something and, and is an integral part to that. So without a doubt, it's, yeah. I, I mean, I, again, I don't know on these reports um, of, of of what's going on there. Louis has just sent me a link from uh, WrestleTalk and it comes from The Torch. Wow, that's interesting. 
Um, so Wade Keller says, there's going to be a book written someday by some of these EVPs or someone else closely observing, and we're going to learn about a lot of dysfunction. I'm surprised it took someone this long, by the way, Joe. Um, mm-hmm. We're going to learn what a very short honeymoon period there was between certain key people in the company who aren't even talking to each other anymore. Ooh, that's strong. Um, I think we're going to find that out. I know there are people in wrestling companies saying the Bucks and Cody and Kenny, it's not going to be long at all before they want to have nothing to do with each other. Jesus Christ. The honeymoon period is going to be short. It seems like it is. It seems like there is some disengagement and people going off on their own. That is certain. Uh, that is showing in certain ways. Jason Powell then added, I like Jason Powell, by the way, for the record. If that is not happening, they need to clear up that misconception. I do think it's happening. OK, there would be a difference maker. Uh, sorry, there's a would be difference maker who could go in there that has that opinion that there's the grammar's here is terrible that there's all this infighting and this person for that reason is hesitant to go there now it's interesting right because like if that is the case who blinks first right like who is what is someone gonna is someone gonna leave like there's a lot of stake for all men i imagine they'd all be too stubborn to do so what are you gonna do go to wwe probably not um it it seems I mean, Cody might be the outright loser here. If, if you were just looking at it on screen and what you could tell elsewhere, you know, C- Cody being nothing to do with the elite and the elite kind of still being a very real thing in storyline with the Bucks and Kenny and that, I guess that's the easy conclusion to jump to, not necessarily the right one, but they're certainly implying here. And once upon a time, by the way, Wade Keller was extremely reputable in the business. Um, doesn't put out much stuff anymore, does he, in terms of reports? There's one guy, though, that he got that big scoop from. Right, I'm not here to speculate, but do you remember the big Wade Keller scoop about two years ago, maybe, of the guy that was leaving WWE and became a pretty big deal yeah. outside of it? Moxley wanted to do it with him, I'm, right? I'm, you know, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not saying anything. I'm not suggesting. Clearly, you do not mean, need me to tell you that I don't know John Moxley, but I do not know John Moxley, and it's huh. interesting. No, I don't know, man. I, but I think the answer is, yeah, the answer is simple, Alex. The answer is simple. You know what it is. The press release everyone's been waiting for. It's brand split time, baby. Get him in there. Cody gets his crew. He can do his programs with, you know, QT and Preston Vance. And over they go over there. It'll be great. Just do it. Come on. That's what everyone's looking for, right? Imagine, ah. the Imagine tomorrow morning, Alex, they post that. You know, this November, new show, brand split. Imagine the responses. It would be incredible, wouldn't it? Just extraordinary. Yeah, it actually would be. It would be great to watch the world melt. I mean, um, I- I've got to say... <laughs> I could see the elite being the new McMahon family. Just, just you know, have it, having a token feud every couple of years, you know, just a, just a breakdown. Then they reunite, then they fight. You know, the McMahons. Uh, yes. My God. Uh, on that note, there is an ultra chat for Joseph here. He says, Joe, thoughts on the Sixers lost to the Heat yesterday? And this is Should George. Just... This is George Yamin, I should mention, who said this. Okay, that's a patron, so I won't be mean. But, um... I don't need the personal attacks as I guess on other shows. You know, I tweeted out just I say to my 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 pals out there, and they are pals, they can't be fans of what I do, so they're friends. And I, yeah. you know, I say, join me so that someone knows who I am on this thing. And they don't just come on and say, you know, Joe's good. They start giving him stick about these sports teams losing at one in the morning. There's no need for this. There's no I have no thoughts on it, no feelings. That's, that's enough of that. Alex, I apologize. Karen. This is very early in the day for you, right? Yes, well, it's morning. <laughs> Just woke up. I can sleep in my eyes. It's terrible, man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we've also got Abnav236 says, my problem with Cody Rhodes is he's being boring for a while. They need to rehab him post double or nothing. And they should feud him with the pickle. Not sure that's the answer. Easy way. Get him some buzz. Um, get him some buzz back or just turn him heel. You make it sound so matter of fact, Abnav. Um, I just... Uh... <sighs> Send him after MJF again and MJF go over him again. That doesn't sound too enticing to me. No. And then who do you put him with? I guess he goes with the with the family. And does anyone want that? I don't know. But I'll say this you, much, though. You're right. Austin what you said earlier. What you said earlier is right. He thinks, uh, like, and this is the spot he's in with a go go, the spot he did with Shaq. Yeah. He's kind of like going around trying to elevate people, right? Like, yes. that, that, that's what Cody thinks he's that big. Star. I don't, I'm not saying this like in a diminishing way. He is a fairly big star, right? Mm-hmm. But um, that is like the mode he's in right now. But as we all know, there is a like a sell by date 
on that because it gets to the point where it like it loses its luster. You remember one of Jericho's run in WWE and before the Kevin Owens run, and it was just like, oh, Jericho's coming back to put someone over again. Is right. he? Like it gets to that stage if it's not interesting. And WWE, of course, is infinitely less creative in in parts. But um, I don't know if, you know, if you keep Cody in that role, I don't know if that's the best use of him. And I don't know if it, I don't know if it starts to really benefit those that they're attempting to. I'll say this much to that to that comment there, which I, I think this is perhaps where I would go on the pinnacle route. Cody and Dustin work in FTR. Mm. Sounds now that now that sounds like something I can. I don't know how you get there without having MJF involved. I don't know, but that sounds like something I could sink my teeth into. Like that that feels like that would fit those guys. Because here's the thing, and this is completely under the radar because they have a hundred wrestlers, as we've already said. <laughs> Dustin Rhodes, man, like there's only so many more years he can be this great. Like, literally, there just is. Um, unfortunately, I wish it could go forever. I wish we could get more out of Dustin, but we can't. We've got, in, we've got 100 wrestlers to fit in, you know? It's, what about, you know, Dustin and Kyle? I know they don't need any more tag teams. I get it. But, like, that could be fun, right? That, that would feel mm. fresh to me, them two being back together. And FTR would be a perfect uh, opponent for them. So, I don't know. That'd be cool. Yeah. I mean, uh, that brings me, though, to your boy. I want to see Mox and Kingston get, get the shine. I want to yeah. see them as tag champs. You're going to get it. I, to be quite frank, Alex, um, you're going to be shocked by this. If they <laughs> don't win against the Young Bucks, I will retire. No! I'll do it again. I'll be back out here. Let me tell you, Alex, I can't, look, I'm for the Young Bucks, I think, have done a really good job as like sort of kind of DX-ish, like obnoxious villains, you know, like just irritating. But you need to then, to me, this next paper, you should finish with Mox and Eddie as the tag champs. Like it just goes without saying to me, full house, Eddie's first like major title win alongside the guy that he turned on to try and get one of those title wins. Like it's perfect, right? It's, a, it's an actual arc with two guys everyone loves. I feel like they messed that one up. It's time for another retirement. Alex, it's time. I'll be, I'll be gone again. It's a shame. Brian Robinson says, tell the dude on the right to wobble his head like D'Lo Brown. <laughs> Absolutely not, but I appreciate it. We, before we went on here, we only had a couple minutes because Alex is very busy. He you know, comes on and... He goes skinhead first. Skinhead, he goes explodes, and then he and then he goes very Braun Strowman. If the beard was bigger, I appreciated if the beard was bigger, as though I don't already look like him. But I do, you know. It's been different, man. This this is this has changed my whole dynamic around here. D'Lo Brown is a new one, though. Caught me off guard. <laughs> I mean, there's so many things to really jump into about that one, but but sure, um, we're going to uh, touch on the news now. I really hate giving it any kind of credence, and I'm pretty much going to crap on it anyway. Uh, I'm sure everyone who is on Twitter basically saw yesterday the news about Bray Wyatt. Now, let me prefix this with it comes from just the awful human being of Bill Batty. Um, and he runs the Dirty Sheets pod. He is essentially saying that Bray Wyatt has been off TV since WrestleMania because he's uh, struggling with his mental health in the wake of Brody Lee's passing. Now, I, I've seen, I've heard snippets, again, that have been put onto Twitter, mostly in Sean Ross Sapp's replies, um, basically suggesting... That you know, it's, it's, it, he's he's saying, oh, he doesn't know the whole picture. Blah, blah, blah. He's trying to kind of dance around it, but he's like, you know, basically, I, I believe that he basically did them a favor by working WrestleMania. Now that's irresponsible in, in the first place, Joseph. Like, if you don't know why, why would you start leading with someone on their mental health? I believe it's Mental Health Awareness Week, for that matter, by the way, which makes it even worse. Um, yeah, it, it's just one of those things that he obviously doesn't know. And even if I, even if someone had told me that, right, even if I said that, that is for Bray Wyatt to disclose, you know, or whomever when that, when that time has come, uh, it's annoying to me that some outlets or, you know, at least people have circulated it on Twitter or have bought into this so much. There's, there, there's a lot of things I don't like about it, Joe. Listen, I, I don't want to lecture anyone. Alex, you know me well enough to know where, where my stance is on these kind of matters. Uh, let me tell you, folks, long story, but I won't get into that here. Um, just check the sources on these things. The amount of big accounts I saw that reshared or put, you know, something as innocent as, and I know they meant well, best wishes to Bray Wyatt, all of a sudden there's a whole thread underneath those that are now in on that story. Yeah. Oh, what's and going on with Bray? Yeah, you just, you have to check where this stuff comes from. And I know we're all lazy with it, but you just got to, when it's saying, especially saying as serious and as sensitive as this, frankly, you know, I don't want to veer away from the main point of that, which is that, 
you know, on a human level. But Alex, I think it's pretty obvious that Bray is just like he's been a victim of creative here. You know what I mean? He he was on the night after Mania doing a whole thing about the new era. Like they've just they've done what they do with Bray a lot. And I'm no, you know, I'm not a big Bray fan, but I respect what he does. And generally, consistently, they cut his legs off. It sure appears I'm no scoops to Alex, but it sure looks to me like his legs have been cut off once more. Like, I mean, Sean got the story about WrestleMania and the finish being changed and all that stuff. And it's just I don't know, man. I don't know what's next for him, but obviously the main point of this is like just don't believe everything you read when the source is so famously inaccurate. That's the main thing. Yeah. Yeah, that is the main thing to take from that. We are going to move along here. And I'll tell you what, with the last 15 minutes of the show, I am going to open up the live chat for anything you want to ask Joseph or myself. Anything. I mean, again, within reason. Um, let me let me t- <laughs> let me t- go on to this quickly. Did you see Bret Hart and Ric Flair having an exchange today? <laughs> yeah. I'm not happy about this. I, I do not like that my, my guy, Bret, I love Bret. That's my guy. Yeah. I don't like this new, you know, Actually, I do like guy thing. I don't like it, Brett. Just go back to it. Because the thing with Brett is he's great for people like me that are bitter. Because <laughs> Brett, isn't, Brett isn't actually bitter, okay? He isn't actually bitter. He's just honest. So when someone like myself who is bitter, I can then pretend to be honest in the same fashion. Does that make sense? Because Brett just has no filter. It just goes, well, he sucked. So why not? move on. Triple H, bad wrestler, move on. Out of my own heart, Alex, as you well know. So I, look, I'm all for it. But I... Uh, yeah, it's fun. It's all good fun and games, right? Rick does the thing where he types in all caps. So I see. I like to imagine Rick types these tweets. Do you, Alex? I really do. <laughs> yeah, no, he definitely does. You can tell. Um, I imagine he's there, like, punching in, you know. Proper, exactly. Yeah, yes. proper punching in the text. Um, I, I read Bret Hart's autobiography, and I sincerely implore everyone else to do so, because he that is exactly how I feel about him. I mean, he, he certainly carries some bitumen from the Montreal Screwjob, even if he's buried it now. Um but certainly at the time of the autobiography, you could still hear it. Um, but he is just super honest, right? Like, he, he does not care. He will just say exactly how he feels. And there's a part of me that <laughs> that feels one with Bret Hart because he f***ing hates Goldberg. Right? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, with every fibre of his being, he hates Goldberg. Like, yes. more, more than me. Like, at least, even I'll be like, ah, well, you know. Fair play to Goldberg. He's taking Vince McMahon's money. It's not his fault. Brett Hart's like, nah, f- Goldberg. <laughs> <laughs> See, the best thing about that is, and you've read the books, you will know this. Not long ago, Brett's take on Goldberg was, you know, guy that was thrown in there in the deep end, wasn't trained properly, big, strong guy, little stiff. Somewhere in the last decade, he's decided he's just the worst person in the world and just attacks <laughs> him from every angle. Every time he can talk about him, he just, it's incredible. But the thing with Brett, and I think this is important, Alex, is you see this stuff, right? Guy leaves WWE and does a story, or they get aggregated, and there's all these quote tweets. Bitter, you know. There's, you know, there is, it's very human to be bitter, isn't it, Alex? Right? It's not, you know, it doesn't make someone evil. To, I mean, Brett has a lot of stuff to be bitter about, right? Like, I don't like when everyone's opinion is dismissed because, oh, bitter. It's like, man, Brett has some reasons to be bitter, you know? Like, sure. let's speak your truth. I'm all for it. But um, yes, he does hate Goldberg. So to your point, he he absolutely despises the man and brings it up at every turn now, which is great. He said once in an interview, it was like wrestling an ape. <laughs> I think that was an Austin show, wasn't it? That actual quote. That's incredible stuff. Oh, dearie me. Um, I mean, yeah, you're right. I, I don't. I shouldn't have the same level as sustained as Brett. No, I just don't like watching him. Um, pretty much like that. Hello, Craig Gurney. Well, I want to say thanks to you, Alex, because I found Joe and Jeremy due to you being on the post-pay-per-view show with them. And now, as Joe would say, I'm one of the pals. There you go. We're connecting yes. people. Great contributor to our channel. Too. You know, we, we do a thing on a, another plug. We do a thing on Mondays where I review matches in, in pretty good detail. Actually, Greg gave me some like suggestions, went back and forth a little bit in DMs. I'm, you know, Alex, there is many rumours about me. I am <laughs> not a complete you know, it's, it's, sure. it's been said, but at times I've proven I can be decent enough. So I appreciate that. One of the first times I really spoke to Joe um, and I admired from afar was the whole Tom Collihue debacle. 
Do you remember this? Of course. That was a long story. This. I was not going to get into. But okay. Let's do that. <laughs> well, we don't have to. We don't have to. I think I've I've made my feelings clear about that guy plenty of times. Um, Just do it, man. I I, well, I don't. You know. On that front, I have nothing to hide, right? Like, it is what it is. It was I, I, I like it. That, I don't know if people know this, but, like, the great insurgent was Joe. Like, he he kind of... Uh, you started... You were the catalyst, is what I'll call you, for the uprising against his fake reports. I didn't see it as a big deal, but I got, like, seven, eight DMs from people that were blue ticks and were like, thank you, Joe, you did it, you know? Just, it's hard, though. Like, yeah, I get for me, it. For me, for me, it's really hard to be like, I think this guy's bollocks, because it looks like you're just trying to hold someone else down. And I can't, like, factually prove what he's saying is wrong either. So it's always a weird look for, for yes. like, a peer to be like, you know, oh, you know, I think this guy's rubbish or whatever. Like, you kind of need them to trip themselves up. And he did eventually. Like, the NXT UK one was one of his worst by a, a long way. Ew, the doors are closing this week. Hmm, funny enough, they're going to sign like 20 new people. Um, you know, it, 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 after that, he just went on like a spiral. And then, and then, like you say, he did the whole, you know what, guys? I'm sorry, my sources went. You never yeah. had, you never had them. So, yeah. So I do want to, like, I didn't, when I just said that, I didn't mean like, oh, you guys wouldn't say nothing. What I meant was, and I said this a lot of time, I used my bizarre balance of having a platform, but not having anything to sort of, you know, defend myself with, you know, like I, I could, if he, if he proved me wrong, I'm out of game, whatever, move on. But he couldn't. So I'm still here. <laughs> I felt like everyone found the courage to like, you know what I mean? Unite because of uh, Joe's good work. So if anything else, what a tremendous egg you are, Joe. Um, I like that Jeremy Lambert's popped into the chat. Let me let me let me ask you this: You guys have a patron now? Can we can we, we plug do. can we plug this? Yeah, depends what you want to be in trouble with, Alex. I mean, I'm going to plug it anyway. It's the uh, <laughs> I don't know what the link is. You know, the distract. Go to my Twitter, folks. At Joe Hall, but you'll find it there soon enough. It is just terrible, diabolical. <laughs> it's some of the worst stuff you'll ever see. You know, behind the scenes for a podcast that airs 15 hours. Who possibly wants that? It's like, I'm just doing it as a diary. I don't even care if anyone reads it. I don't know what's going on there, but like 30, 40 people have done it. So I guess it's good. I don't know. The famous Collihue line, he has to wear the vest. He has to. That's why Roman Reigns never wrestled topless, right? Because he would yeah. die. <laughs> so it's tough, it's tough, man. Like I, um, that was a wild time. You know, and we're talking about it, so who cares? You know, but one of the things that made it hard for me was, and you know this, I'm kind of outside the bubble. Right, like I'm not really vying to talk to you guys. Like I, I appreciate talking to you, but I'm not like you know, get me in, get me in. So if, there was definitely an element of who's this idiot? What's he talking about? And then everyone went, oh no, the idiot is actually correct. We are now on the idiot's side, and away we went. And it was a triumph, I think. I don't know. He seems to be elsewhere. God bless him. I hope he's doing well. <laughs> right, guys, it is quarter two, which means I'm going to welcome some live chat. Right in the live chat, you can ask either of us. Anything you want to do, uh, you know, wrestling or otherwise, give us your best British questions. Um, I want to say something, Joe. Have you ever interviewed a wrestler? I'd love to see footage of this. Apart from the distraction. I know you've had people on the distraction. I mean, you, the journalist, have you interviewed them? (laughs) No, absolutely not. Of course not. No, we've had some guys on the track, but other than that, it's it's not a thing I I think I'd be good at or I want to do. It's just, you know, it's not my deal. Some people like you do it very well, Alex. It's not my thing. Ah, oh, there you go. I, I, I prized out of, <laughs> I prized out of Joe. That was the root of the question. I prized the compliment out of him. Uh, True Hill actually says, Joe, who was your favourite guest on Distraction? Well, why was it SP3? See you tomorrow on True Who He. Oh man, you're taking bookings? I'm all out. I have, I have a patron tomorrow. Why would you think I'm here, Alex? I've got, I've got to get these patrons coming in. What do you think I'm doing? Now, SP3 is one. We've had some great guests. We really have. You know, like some uh, sort of, some bigger names. Obviously, Luther is a friend of the show now, which I don't know why that happened or how, but he is. So God mm. bless. Um, Ricky Starks. I, I vividly remember Jeremy getting Ricky Starks on the show in around March last year. So, like, you know, Power is closed. NWA is closed down, but he's on that show. And that was the first time I interviewed anyone in any sort of formal fashion. And I remember that being like, you know what? This thing might turn out okay. Because Jeremy, believe it or not, he's pretty well connected. He's a sure. pretty big deal, that Jeremy Lambert guy. You know, so he yeah. just sort of carries me and I turn up with his microphone. I actually respect, I mean, I hope he's out of the chat at this point, but I actually respect Jeremy greatly. Um, uh, And as you said earlier, in terms of like the aggregating and, you know, churning out news, I can't honestly think of someone who's better than him. I really can't. So very valuable person. I've said this before. I think Sean 
particularly that I'm going to call it like a golden era where he had you and Molly Ryan features. Obviously, he's got Jeremy on deck. He, of course, is a key person as well. Like, oh, he's in the chat. Um, I, I was like, um, I, I, I thought, mate, Fightful had amassed an incredible squad. Honestly, I really did. I really thought he was awesome. Um, yeah, I appreciate it. Mean, Molly Bell was like a phenom, you know? I, I hope she writes again, but like, I just hope she's happy because I know that she got kind of criticism and stuff from all angles and like, how can you do that? Wow. Look, I get it. We're all kind of cynical, but in that case, just shut up and let someone do their thing. They're, they're making people happy, you know, but whatever. Uh, Forgotten Wonders Ubeck says, Joe, do you also dislike Dexter Loomis or are you a cool guy? Obviously not a cool guy then. <laughs> you and Stephanie Chase. He's fine, right? He's cool. It's a gimmick. Like NXT is not really my show, so I, I can't really comment. He seems fine. Good wow. on him. Bonzo for Life says, to Joe, when should Karrion Cross win the WWE Championship? I haven't found that calendar yet. Let me tell you, Bonzo, I haven't. <laughs> I've been I've been looking furiously. I haven't found that date yet on the calendar. I, hopefully, no time soon. Let me tell you. Let me tell you. He's not. And now speaking of ones that are not my guy, I'll take the Dexter Loomis long before I'm starting to look at Karen. It's just not. I think it's a. I think it's a real problem for that brand, Alex. I really do. I mean, you and I both. We talked about Finn Balor when we did that yeah. post show. I think he's you know remarkable, and he was such a great kind of ace champ. And now it's Cross, and I'm just. It's a struggle for me. It really is. Yeah, I feel like they're going to do a multi-man thing at the next pay-per-view probably, but I, I've been open about this all along. Like, I, I just don't connect with this dominant, like, unstoppable carrying cross. That's, I, do, I don't buy it. The presentation is, isn't, it's not for me. Um, Yeah. Oh, well, seldom is. Uh, Abnab says, to clarify, I meant to say Cody should join the pinnacle. Wow, okay, that'd be a swerve. And he should basically do what Jey Uso did with Roman and realise he was right and be the biggest heel in AEW. Your thoughts? I mean, that's a better idea than what I originally thought. Um, But at the same time, I mean, doesn't that kind of defeat the object of what they're trying to do with MJF, maybe? You know, unless Cody really is like a a servant to him. I, I don't know. Could be great programming. I just I agree with you. I don't know if it helps MJF. Be interesting. I mean, look, I think it's better than you know floating around with QT Marshall. <laughs> Why not? Like, by the way, QT. I always feel like I'm giving him like stray shots. Very good professional wrestler, QT Marshall. I'm not knocking the guy. It's just he's been a weird one. And now it's about a go go. That match will be very telling, right, Alex? Like how he presents a go go. If he just puts him over, it'll be like, wow, Cody's really. Hands off. If he beats a go-go, we're going to read some Twitter threads about that, my friend. So you can lock in. It's going to be fun. Yeah. Cody putting himself over. Uh, Joe, favourite Natty match? <laughs> Didn't expect Algebra to be in the chat. Um, well, that, you, know, you know what? Some of the stuff with Nikki Bella was good. on the. Uh, you know when SmackDown was really great after that first, after the brand split came back, 2016-17? They, they did a match on TV, maybe a street fight of some kind. It was very good. Natty's... Uh, She's natty. Yeah, that's that's probably the best way to put it. People are furious with my carry and cross take. Um, it's not that. It's not that he's bad. You know, I'm not. I'm not saying. You know, I, I think it's a very different conversation to like the character of Dexter Loomis or something like that. I'm just saying that the, the whole dominant. He's been presented like he's Lesnar. I don't see him as Lesnar, right? Like, yeah. I don't see him as this unstoppable force. He he has grown on me with his last couple of takeover matches, and you could argue that's like. Finn Balor pulling out a great match of him. Um, can't remember who the one was before that. Mm, oh, it, actually, the work he did with Santos Escobar, right? Like, yes, was actually better than I expected. So, um, it, I, I, it's just—it's not that I don't like him. I just don't see him in the same light that NXT do. There you go. It's just me. It's just me. It's me too. The presentation's a little bit jumbled, right? You have a lot of stuff going on there. You have the kind of spooky magic things like stuff, but then you also have—he's an MMA fighter. <laughs> It's very, there's a lot to look at, Alex. It's a little bit tough for our simple minds, okay? It's, it's our fault. Alex, right, it's our fault. <laughs> it's our fault. Uh, Joe, will Spurs win winning? Something feels great than Mox King winning the tag title. Oh, mate. Listen, wow. let me tell you this now. I would, I'd have Mox and King retire to see them win a trophy at this point. I'm, <laughs> I've, had, I've had enough of it. Because it isn't just that they don't, you know, it's one thing to not win a trophy, right? Many football teams suffer that, and it's just the way football works. But we always do that thing where we make you believe a little bit, you know? We sort of dangle the carrot and then, oh, down it falls right in front of your feet. It's uh, it's tough. There's no wrestling that can match Tottenham winning something that matters. Now, a League Cup, I can have that debate, but we'll see. 
Ooh, I'm about to work on something for Wrestling Daily. I'll show off as soon as it's done. Injection 2K, what a good egg you are. I can't wait to see what that looks like, my friend. Uh, Christopher Dunstan. I feel like you wanted me to shout your surname. What are you two looking forward to after all the craziness we've been through the past years, besides fans in wrestling shows? Peace. Uh, Joseph, what do you think, mate? That's, that's actually really hard because fans is obviously the one that you go, oh, I ca cannot wait. Do you know what I'm, I'm really looking forward to? My WWE viewing has fallen off a cliff in the last year because I just find it's so sterile in that environment. You know, mm -hmm. It's so contained and controlled. While I know they don't always follow up, and frankly, they very rarely do, I miss those little magical moments on Aurora SmackDown where for some inexplicable reason, the crowd goes with a guy. Yeah. You know, like a guy, a mid-card guy will go out there and do a match, and all of a sudden, this is awesome chance of happening, and it's like, right, this guy's got something. They're, they're, he's got over. Again, the follow-up is what it is. You know, that's another conversation. But I just miss that element that, like, if you miss a week, something may happen. Because yeah. right now, everything is so controlled. And it's not their fault. It just is what it is. But, like, that's lost. You know, the idea that someone can go out and get themselves over is just lost, unfortunately. Yeah, I, I think... Um... I know what you mean, like when watching a, a talent and kind of organically go for it. Um, I remember watching, I don't know why this is one that sprung to mind, the Gaza rush matches for yeah. the Cruiserweight title. And I was like, I, that's like when I fell in love with Angel Gaza. I was just like, wow, he's great. And it was also the best I'd seen of Leo Rush because before that, he was basically just kind of a manager. And I was mm. like, wow. And the crowd were eating up the Cruiserweight title more than I'd seen in recent memory. And and, and by the way, that, that's not to disparage because 205 Live for a period of time was great with like the Buddy Murphys of this world and Mustafa Ali and whatnot. Um, but like be, being moved to NXT, I was like, oh, yeah. And then again, like the PC era, now Gaza is shoving roses up people's asses and stuff. So, you know, that, that's how that goes. Uh, yeah. Uh, I'll tell you what, is this true? Newcastle, <laughs> come on then. Battling back against City. Wow. Go on, the boys. Uh, WrestleScope says, Alex, when are you going to appear on my channel? You may have noticed, WrestleScope, I'm really fucking busy. I, um, <laughs> I have um, my radio show on Mondays. Uh, so I work a nine to five for TalkSport. Okay. I'll do my radio show after that on a Monday, seven till nine. I then do this radio, this YouTube show, eight till nine. If you can work around that, my friend, and I do interviews amongst all of that, by the way, but if you can work around that, I will come on for half an hour. Don't take the piss. Uh, there you go. That's that's my promise, Joseph. That's the best I can give. But I would love that. Maybe I'll come well, on with Steph. There's a triumphant, if I ever heard one. Um, what else have we got going on here? Ooh. Cushion says Carrion and Scarlet versus Fiend and Alexa would have been money. Oh, starting to get out of hand now, Alex. <laughs> all right. I feel like I'm being, I feel like all my friends have created orcs and they're starting to attack. No, I don't know. I'll say this much. I'll give anything to get the Fiend and Alexa back if it means the current Alexa stuff stops, you know? Like, at least I could sort of compartmentalise it, put it somewhere. Now I don't know where it's going. It's very scary. It probably, look, let's be fair, Alex. It wouldn't be for me. It probably would have been an attraction. It honestly probably would have been. A yeah, yeah. You mean like it could have been if they booked it correctly? Yeah, you know, because I do think, you know, we were just talk about casual fan and all that stuff. And I don't want to get into that, but like this Bray stuff is has always been over with an audience. Like his merchandise always kills it. I mean, yeah. kids like it. Like I could see it being money, you know, because when someone says something would be money, they're definitely not saying Joe Holbert of Fightful.com would like it. You know, they're talking about actual, you know, customers and people that like wrestling. So I'm not. <laughs> um so yeah it would have been sure um while we're here just remember joseph he does appear on twitter and has lots of eddie kingston takes if that is your bag and he does a lot of distraction stuff so get on there and also subscribe to the patreon where you can uh nad alex needs a swear bucket i, I really do i'm sorry do you know what before we start the show <laughs> joe, joe said can i swear on the show and i was like well yeah but not a lot and i think i've dropped about seven f-bombs so um yes. You did My the first in like two minutes in, and I was like, well, here we go. Floodgates <laughs> are open. There yes. you go. I almost went, but I just I thought I'd restrain myself and let you do the damage. John McNeil says, Alex, who you got, McGregor or Poirier? Oh, I'll open this up to Joseph as well, because since he likes his UFC. If, if McGregor doesn't win, like, he'll still be a big star, but his star power will start to wane. Um, I Obviously, like, I had a real upfront seat to their first fight. The leg kicks, you, know, you, you don't need me to break that down. As anyone, anyone brain dead could, could figure that out. But m while McGregor was still mobile, he was landing shots on Poirier. And I think he would have put him away had Poirier not found that sweet spot. If it's a striking match, 
McGregor will win. He is like, I don't feel he gets enough credit for how actually great he is because you kind of think of him as this like maverick motor mouth. In actual fact, in terms of a stand-up striking affair, he is incredibly skilled. So mm-hmm. um, I think if, if unless Poirier comes at him with something different again, I imagine McGregor gets the win back. But I honestly, I thought McGregor was going to win last time. And then you sit there thinking, is he motivated now? Does he really like, it's a, it's a very complex question. I don't think he's the animal that became double champion. Yeah, it's interesting. I, I think we all we all kind of believe that McGregor's going to adjust, right? We all think, you know, he's going to come back aware of what Poirier was doing with the leg kicks and all that stuff. The X factor to me is Poirier, you know, because I think one of the reasons he was successful in the last fight was he had such a respect for McGregor's power. And it led to him fighting a very restrained fight until McGregor sort of faded a little bit and away went. If that knockout win gives him the confidence to try and trade punches straight up, I think it plays in McGregor's hands. To me, he's the expert. I'll take Poirier just because I would like Dustin Poirier to win because, I mean, of course I would. I'm a human. Yeah, I do like Poirier. I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be mad at it at all. Um, Gony Max, speaking of the radio show, is my guy Will Gav going to be on here one day? He was on about three weeks ago, my friend. Um, you can go back through the archives and find Will Gavin. Uh, he gave us a little tour of TalkSport while he was there. You've, uh, it happened. It happened. Uh, True Hill Heat Wrestling says, to you both, what is your match of the year thus far? And please let us know you didn't watch Osprey Shingo to explain why it's not that. I mean, I didn't. So um, I can get that out of the way. Um, oh, man, that's, that's really hard. That's There's a very a- hard question. He's made a four of us there. He did that knowing neither of us had an answer. <laughs> I really enjoyed Reigns and Brian at Fastlane. That was really good. I don't know if it was match of the year, but it was really good. Mm. You know, um, I would say the one that, and it, I'm not saying it's the best match, but the one that I thought was most moving and will stick with me the most was Banks Blair WrestleMania. I'm not yes. saying it's the best wrestling, but it just, it felt like a classic WWF match from the 90s that we talked about forever. You know, it yeah. really had some gravity to it. I, I said that might be in my top, my top, This is, that's the key thing, my yes. top, top 10 or five WrestleMania main events ever. And people were like, what? But but honestly, what? you have to look at the magic attached to it, the emotion, the moves, the pacing, storytelling. It literally had everything. It really yes. did. It really did. Yeah. Um, and, and not to dismiss Bianca Blair, but it must be said, Sasha Banks in that match, I think it's one of the greatest performances in WrestleMania. She, that's one of the most selfless performances in a big spot I've ever seen. It was extraordinary. So yeah, yeah. I, I'd go with that just on a sort of sentimental level. I honestly think Sasha Banks, who is not even 30 yet, her body of work is already legendary. Like she could retire yes. tomorrow and have the argument of being one of, if not the greatest women ever. Like when you just look at the mm-hmm. matches, if you stack the matches, man, she's up there already. It's crazy. I agree. I agree. Um, could Cesaro win tomorrow? Uh, sorry, Sunday, says Georgia Mean. I'd love to say yes, but no. <laughs> I, I would love to say yes, but it's not going to happen. But honestly, like, he probably shouldn't, right? Roman as heel champ is such an incredible centrepiece. Would you go away from it, really? I wouldn't, to be honest. So, probably not. Yeah. Um, I mean, a lot of people are kind of saying now, like, why why didn't you watch New Japan? I mean, uh, I've, I'm just busy man, all right? Uh, Who says I, I watch wrestling, Alex? Right? I didn't. I didn't promise I watched professional wrestling. I just said yeah. I watched Eddie Kingston. What are you yeah, exactly? About? You didn't come here on that premise <laughs> whatsoever. Um, but there you have it. Anyway, it's bloody nine o'clock. Joseph is as his booking fee has been paid in full. The man has done his job. Uh, I can't thank you enough for finally coming on here, man. I really enjoyed chopping it up with you. Tell the people. I know you love the plug. Uh, where to find you, and more importantly, to subscribe to your work. The bigger question is where can't they find? I mean, I'm seemingly everywhere. I've gone from being nowhere to on every show on the world in the world, but here I am. Um, okay, Twitter at Joe Holbert is the easiest way to just know what's going on with me because I tweet way too much and get myself in trouble. That's the first thing. There it is. It's in the corner. Thank you, Alex. He's a professional. Okay, Fightful.com. I write like once a year. That's good. Now, twitch.tv slash Fightful Gaming. If for some reason you've watched this and want more of me, I and Jeremy Lambert stream on that thing four or five days a week, four hours on end. And we talk about nothing interesting, but we ramble a lot like we have here. So, um, I mean, that's the main thing. And then the uh, Patreon, you know, the distraction, which will be on my Twitter, all that good stuff. Uh, I appreciate me on, man. You're a big star, as I said. I, you know, I appreciate the love. You're bringing me up the card here. I hope I performed well, my friend. I hope I did.
You did. I've loved having you, my friend. I, and I always nag you to get on my radio show and you big league me and say, ah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, I'll keep trying, mate. I'll keep trying. Um, you know what you say about uh, big leaguing and whatnot? I t- me and Louis actually both went to a, a media thing today. It was Louis's first outing ever at an interview, right? The man made strides. So make sure you guys check out his young work. I love Jeremy Lambert and Joe Holbert connection of the distraction. Make sure you guys make your way over there. Check out his good stuff. If you are here, get over there too. Until then, Joe, thank you so much for joining me, my man. And thank you all of you in the chat. We will catch you next week. I'll be back Monday, remember, because it's pay-per-view week. I will see you then. Bye-bye. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.